When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. He passes the presser off though to Impey. Didn't get the bounce he was after. Swooping on it to Goey. 30 metres out off the left boot. Had a look. Kicked the goal. It's Jordan to Goey. And it's Collingwood's third. Scully to Warple off the outside of the right boot. It's curled around enough for a goal. And the Hawks are strung a couple together now. McAvoy got the tap down. Shark by He's the class above the rest out there, Jordan to Goey. Took it and turned around and kicked the goal. And look at McAvoy charge forward. Can he see big boy? Here you go, big, 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 big. He's got it. Big, big's got it 30 metres out. He comes in, 30 out, and that goal is big. And the Hawks are back within four points. 48 metres out. The drop punt is on its way. It is an absolute beauty. And Hawthorne have hit the front. Lewis has his second. Brayton Sire done nothing all night. Now he's done goal. something. He snapped the goal in a flash. Out the back goes Connor Nash. Nash gives it away to Bruce. Bruce will kick the goal. And he does. And there's a quick reply. In he comes. Hoskin Elliott rarely misses. And he doesn't miss that one. Collingwood are still in the fight. Can the Pies run up the length of the ground? They can't. Bruce. Siren sounds. She's all over. What a win by Hawthorne. What a fantastic, gutsy win by this proud club. We got some reward and acknowledgement for some of the work that we've we've done against good opponents. And, you know, Collingwood aren't playing their best footy right at the present time. They're much better than what they're showing right now. Um, but you can only beat what's in, in front of you. You know, we we need to get a bit better ourselves. I think we had 57 inside 50s for nine goals. So that can become demoralising in a sense when you're, you're dominating a game in terms of field position but not getting the score on the board. But you know, our players hung in there and, you know, that's, that's what's really pleasing. Another Clarko masterclass as the Hawks upset the Pies in a thriller at the G. Evergreen superstar Sean Burgoyne will join us shortly. We're not playing our best footy. We're out of form. Uh, but there was there were steps forward from last week, especially. Season has its ups and downs. I don't think you don't often have seasons without it. You don't. You're not all bad or all good. There's always something in between. So we're going through a little bit of uh, variability in our in our footy at the moment. So we've still got a fair bit of um, the season to work that out. It's getting serious for Nathan Buckley and the Pies after consecutive losses. Will they recover to get a valued top four spot? We'll speak to one of their stars. I signed last year in August, so I'm pretty sure that shows my commitment to this football club. Kind of wish the game was tomorrow. I suppose I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. There's been a lot of work that's gone to get me right to this um, to this point. They've been playing together uh, for uh, obviously what three years now. Steve would love to continue to play with Brad. I think we all feel broken at some points of our life. Um, and I suppose we don't always tell the world when that is. It's unlikely he'll be with us next year. I think Carly knows that. I believe we've still got AFL footy in. 
Another massive week of news, and we'll discuss it all in the crunch, preview the big games to come, and talk about all the possible moves as the silly season comes early. This is the round 16 edition of Crunch Time for Honda. Celebrate 50 years of Honda with our limited range, loaded with style and sophistication. Search Honda 50. And the new ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Garlic bread. Mmm. Triple cheese. Melt and fill. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hudson with you this morning in the seat for Jared Waitley, and uh, we've uh, got a few ins and outs. But Dermot Burton is here as always. Welcome to you, Dermot. Good Dermot. morning. How are you going? Good. And alongside him, I'm not sure if these two have you know worked together really. Have uh, we worked together kind of a little bit along the way? Little bit of box, Since box one box of your belted. Oh, I don't bring that one. Oh, I can't. Oh, yeah, me first. <laughs> <laughs> it's Danny Hello. Oh, no. oh, what a beautiful day today. Alistair Clarkson, the Hawthorne supporters, players, they'll be waking up. What a great weekend ahead of us, but not the same can be said about Nathan Buckley and his pies and the pie army at the moment. Where are they? Mm, That's well, the big question. Where is, Bob, where is our where, fourth member? Where's Bob Murphy? Because uh, and he's, I know he likes to work on his tan. Where do we find him this afternoon, Bob? <laughs> I'm up in the Gold Coast, Anthony, but uh, sort of a, mercifully, it's uh, grey clouds, bit of bit of rain around, bit of wind. It's um, the only thing gloomier than the weather at the moment. I saw a lot of families with their kids on school holidays. No, they're not happy up here. They, they, they wanted to go. Oh, they, they wanted the sun and the surf. It looks a bit gloomy. Oh, dear. Not good. I tell you one thing. Uh, we 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 handed out to football teams at some stages, but media and I cop it as well. I'm willing to. There's lazy journalism, and well, some of the things I read were talking about. Oh, Hawthorne can't kick goals, and they and they're not kicking goals. That's because they're not marking the ball. But so, oh, they're inaccurate kicking. They actually kicked better than Collingwood last night. Hawthorne, what was the final score? It was 9-13 to 9-9. Hawthorne had seven rushed behinds. <laughs> they actually kicked a lot more accurate. It's just lazy journalism on behalf of our fraternity sometimes to go to these types of things. So there's a whack for the media straight up before we start getting into the team. All right, lots to discuss, uh, including, as we said, uh, all the comings and goings possible from a trade situation. Fascinating from a list point of view with both these. List with Hawthorne and this season with Collingwood. We'll talk about those. Uh, a couple of stars to join us. But first, as far as last night was concerned, Derm, how did the Hawks do? It. Derm, how did the Hawks do it? it obviously, the, everything has to go right. Well, most things have to go right. The one thing I noticed was that Hawthorne are a really static team when they, when they get the ball in their in their back line, and they tend to take the mark and then look sideways to hit up a forty five short or a uh, you know, oh, forty five degree angle into the centre round. That's their number one go to, or they'll go sideways, or they'll even retreat. But they want to mark kick, mark, kick, play out of back line. Watching it last night, it was so apparent to me that they took the mark and the, the bloke who took the mark, it was like playing basketball. You sidestepped the bloke who was standing on the mark. You, you, you didn't stop to look over. And if you look at Collingwood's personnel in their forward line, perhaps only Callum Brown is a natural tackler. The rest of them will lay the tackle if they're in the vicinity, but they don't hunt down players. So the ball, when it came into Collingwood's forward line, not all that much because that's another area, but when it did come in, 
it came out with interest and it didn't allow Collingwood's midfield enough time to reset and actually defend against Hawthorne's midfield. So it went the length of the field the other way after they went inside if they didn't score. Didn't stay in for long and it went the other way rapidly. So that was the major takeaway from me. But I know you and I have just been talking during uh, uh, time off air about the midfield and I thought Isaac Smith's game was Herculean. His ability to cover the lot, run the lines and penetrate by foot. I, if Hawthorne had a key forward who could mark the ball, and I'm talking about a competent one, not not a superstar, but a competent one, they'd have won by eight goals. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, that's one of the questions for me is does this, this discussion around Hawthorne and where they're going, does this win cloud... That discussion in your mind, Spud, you said, what are they going to, what are they going to build on? You didn't think, you thought they had to go back when we talked last night. Does it change your mind from what you saw last night or is this, is this a Clarko confected victory? It's a Clarko confected victory. There's no doubt in that. What the, was the that stats, word? Confected. Confected. The, the, the stats don't lie. 12 yeah. out of the last 13, he won the game. The players implemented a very good plan and, but the, un, the unfortunate part about it, Buckley got his pants pulled down big time. And the stats don't lie. You, you, you look at stats and they can... Sicily, 10 intercept marks. So what Collingwood did, they got numbers back inside Hawthorne's forward 50. Hawthorne owned the territory. But what they did, they got extra numbers back. So I'll give you one stat. Phillips played on Isaac Smith. They both had the same amount of possessions. Phillips had one inside 50. Isaac Smith had 11. That is just a smacking. Phillips was getting the ball in the back pocket. What Collingwood didn't do... They didn't march the ball up by an uncontested mark. They got the numbers back, ran it, and bailed it to Sicily, out to Smith, back in again. And it was just like, it wasn't like a, a, a marksman-type entries. It was a shotgun entry. They just kept getting it in. Didn't matter where it went. So Nathan Buckley, Phillips and Trelaw, they're probably their best two players on paper in stats-wise. 61 possessions, but 52 of them, we're in the back half. At some stage, Nathan Buckley had to even up the numbers four to the ball. And the best way to do that is either get your man Phillips to play on Smith or get an uncontested mark and then another one to allow the Collingwood extra to come down and, and engage Hawthorne's extras. The other, the other thing is when you talk about the stats that don't lie, if you said to me, Hawthorne will win that game last night, will win this game with 90 marks, I'd say you'd dream it. Spot on. They, they, they don't win games unless they take, you know, 115 marches. But it was the play-on aspect that caught Collingwood on the hop. And just on that, I think we all expected, we before the yeah, game, we saying Collingwood are coming out full of rage. Hawthorne are going to get the ball and take the juice out of the game by uncontested mark. Their first mark for the game was the 11-minute mark. Mm. That's coaching. Alistair Clarkson's flipped it on the lid and said, guys, we're, we're playing on. As you said, yeah. they've had the most players have had for two years. Yeah, don't wrap him up too much because his price is still going up <laughs> and we don't want other teams go swooping he's in and star, him, although he has said he's there for the long haul. <laughs> well, dig down into the Hawks and into Collingwood's plight in a moment. What, uh, Bob, for you, what did that win say about a, a coach and his team last night? Oh, it was definitely it, it had that it had that Clarkson feel, and maybe we overplay that sometimes. Of you know, when the Hawks have a good day, we sort of take so much credit away from the players and and give it to Clarko. But it's hard hard to ignore that last night. But I mean, I I was distracted by by the psychology of of the pies of 
um, where we see them and, and where a lot of us have, have you know, got them as, had them as, you know, favourites or, or thereabouts for the flag. And we what talked a little bit about... Oh, uh, where do you reckon they were at? Well, the, the, well, the last... I mean, we've seen it coming for a few weeks and the agitation of, of Nathan Buckley. And so last night was kind of presented itself as a, as a, as a huge night for them. And I thought, they, I thought they looked a bit flat. We talked a little bit last week about the July test. Well, the, the Pies failed their July test badly last night. That was their first crack at it. Big stage. We thought they'd come out breathing fire. Only 35 inside 50s. They had 380 possessions. It's, so they had enough of the ball. They just weren't able to find that, find that bigger. And there was just a few little moments where I thought, oh, they're... I'm not sure if that if the if the complacency set in or if the hunger is quite there at the moment. Bob, it was a bit like you think Collingwood are going to win this because Dugowie got them out of jail twice by half chances, but but basically what that did that individual brilliance masked over the fact that the styles were were just so far apart last night. And it's been and it's been coming for a while, Spud, and particularly the the Pies forward line. And we've lauded you know how much talent, so exciting to watch. But they have sort of they got over the line a few times this year where they've just been able to rev the engines for 15, 20 minutes and and sort of and get themselves clear. Whereas they, they aren't able to do that at the moment. They're still having those little bursts, but they're, when you come up against um, some system and process, they're, they're not able to sort of navigate their way through it. This is this is where stats do lie, Dermot and and Bob and Hutto. Collingwood had 15 more clearances. Yeah, yeah Hawthorne, around the ground. Around the ground, yeah. you're right. But the centre yeah. clearances where Which Hawthorne it, yeah. dominated. Yeah, centre centre base clearances. I, I think they ended up. Even in the end, but it just felt like Hawthorne centre bounce clearances went deep into their forward line. Collingwood sort of laboured sideways a bit, or or to the point of the square, but around the ground it didn't affect the Hawks because they set up so well defensively from the from the from the stoppage, the boundary line throwing, the around the ground uh, throw up. Further down, the likes of Sicily played his yep. opponent from behind and was able to. This there's no player in the league who's saying. Thank you, uh, uh, Stephen oh. Hocking, for the hands in the back rule, uh, the leniency yeah. on it now. Then, then uh, 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 James Sicily, he's loving it. Yeah, and it just suits him to the. It does, yeah, to yeah. A Didn't have a great game, but the skipper coming back in allows Sicily to play that role. Stratton, yeah. Stratton mm. comes back in. So as you right, rightly said, Dermot, Nathan Buckley will absolutely have concussion. When he watches the amount of high ball going to Sicily's direct opponent, well, you've got to put the ball to grass. Sicily reads it too well. So, ten we'll, intercept marks. We'll get on to Collingwood's issues, and Mason Cox was one who the Collingwood fans came for last night in the in the post match talkback. But um, the 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 Hawthorne situation with we we're talking last night. Yeah. Stephen Cornelia, would you choose to go to Hawthorne? Dern, where do you sit on this in terms of the? Do they go back to the draft or do they go all in? As Clark has basically indicated, they will get as many players as they can and have another crack at it. And and does last night sort of reassure you from a Hawthorne point of view? Uh, not reassure me. They've still got a lot of work to do. Hawthorne aren't in a great place in terms of the demographics of their list. But you know what? As a support supporter of the the club, even though <laughs> working somewhere else, uh, you forgive me for that. Um, I, I, I say they won three premierships out of this philosophy. Mm. We're spoiled as a Hawthorne supporter. You're spoiled, so you've got to trust in the format that the coach and his coaching staff go with. If you look at Hawthorne's best players, take away someone like Burgoyne and, Agab- and those Agaboy guys. Last night. Oh, awesome. I mean, Grundy was fantastic and 
Uh, but McAvoy's hands were fantastic, also, and a, a huge in in their in their uh, makeup. But if you take away those top end former Premiership players, who are their best players? They're, they're O'Meara. There, Mitchell, when Impey. he comes back, Impey, uh, uh, Sicily. Warple. Sicily, definitely. Yeah, well, Warple's a, a little bit younger still, so he's a bonus. But those boys are 25. They've got yep. five to seven years left of, in them of good football. I'd be saying, I'm shaky on it, but you're the coach and you've delivered before. Yeah, if that's you a want massive. To, if you want to, if you want to, do away with the first draft pick. I'm shaky and I'm nervous, but I'll trust you because you've delivered four times yeah. in 11 years. If you're going to trust anyone, it, it's going to be Alistair Clarkson. His philosophy is you use a top 10 draft pick on a kid, the likeliness is you're going to get a very good player. Do you get an all-time champ or do you get a bloke who might play 200 games and, and is pick number 8 to 12 in your team week in, week out? Or... Do you trade that away and go for something you know exactly what you're getting? Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's that's been Clarkson's strength. I, I just want to talk about Collingwood. We, yeah, we, we, I've we, got a couple of things yeah, on Collingwood. We'll, we'll come back to the, yeah. to the Hawks. Um, but Nathan was very angry last week. We know he was pretty down on them the week before against the Bulldogs. I wonder whether now, in retrospect, he's played the right cards or not, but that's that's what happens with coaches. But where are they at? I mean, they've obviously got a big injury list. They're missing partic- a couple of players in particular. I think Howe and Langdon are two that they're missing in defence. But now they still, like, Quainer was good, and they still have more back there. What's going wrong with Collingwood? And I, Stevenson out of the square, obviously. I think he's become very reactive. There's no doubting that. The slump, they were getting away with it. And they, he was hoping they would come good. So their form wasn't great and they were just winning. And people saying, oh, they're winning ugly, though. That's what happens to good teams. You know, Hawthorne did it in spades in the 80s. But when it comes to September, they went to another level. Well, we never lost a one ugly. Thank you, Spud. Now and again. <laughs> Gorgeous but, footy. <laughs> yeah, but you'd have to ask the question, why so num- many numbers behind the ball? To me, that's a coach trying to look after the scoreboard instead of hitting the scoreboard. Do you, is it... Can the players take responsibility for that as well, though? Can, can, you know, players sometimes go, I'm running to the back line because I reckon I can get the feed out. I reckon I can kick it forward. I reckon I can chase it and get some more. Sometimes, I I think you're right. I think sometimes that, you know, the philosophy of, okay, we're going to push hard back, but that, that only works if you've got the, you know, you've got the will to then push forward as well. It can start to just look like the flood. If guys push back, You've got, well, it's got to be the balance of charging up and back and up and back. You're right. You're right, Murph. But I, <laughs> I just get back to Isaac Smith. If I'm coaching against Hawthorne, I'm not letting him have the space he had last night. He had 700 metres gained. Mm. He must wake up this morning in Richmond, Isaac, and say, my God, when can we play Collingwood again? Mm. I'm, on the, I'm on the logo on my own with Cicely marking the ball over the other side and I get the ball. You've got to nail Isaac Smith. Can I ask, uh, Bob... One of the other things which just, and it's away from stats, but to my eye, looking last night, when there was congestion around the footy, Collingwood, to me, tended to go right to the source. And there were many, many times the furthest from the absolute source would have been three or four metres for the furthest Collingwood player, and there'd have been five of them around it. You know Trelaw breaks out the front, 
Not too many of them. Um, Phillips might break to the outside to get onto that left foot, but not too many of them break five metres away back into the centre or defensively and say, give it to me, I'll run the long route. It just seems like they all go to the source a bit and Collingwood got them on the... Uh, Hawthorne got them on the outside a bit as yeah, well. Yeah, and I, I think that that fits in, I think, a bit, Derm, with the week or the weeks that Collingwood have had. of that. That's a little bit of a trick of, you know, the coach cranks you up and winds everyone up if we're going to be ferocious and we're going to be at it. So, so guys, you go at it. Play, they go at it, but they, there's there's less thought to it. And the good sides have that balance, don't they? Of the the players who are inside and then the players who are outside. And Hawthorne Hawthorne outsmarted them on that note last night. All right, more on both sides coming up. Sean Burgoyne to join us next. This is crunch time for Honda, introducing Honda's 50-year limited edition range. Search Honda 50. And for sub life at Subway, try the new ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Get 40% off bonds at Maya. Yes, 40% off bonds at Maya ends this Sunday. Exclusions and conditions apply. See in-store and online for details. It's a Super Saturday of football on 11.16 SEM. From 11, it's the award-winning crunch time. Then we'll be at Metricon Stadium for the Suns and Richmond. From 4.30, we head across to Adelaide for the showdown between the Crows and Port Adelaide. Then from 7.20, it's the Derby in Perth between West Coast and Fremantle. You won't miss a minute of footy on your home of sport. 11.16 SEM. At Coles, dinner is easy. Just heat and eat two selected delicious Coles single-serve ready meals for $10. This Creamy butter chicken, Singapore noodles, vegetarian lasagna and more. Two for just $10. Exclusions apply. Offer ends Tuesday at Coles. We can move the world for you. The iconic Cameron's can-do yellow trucks are delivering great things for Australia. Cameron's number one goal is to drive to zero. Zero injuries, zero damages, zero unsafe acts. Every team member works together to contribute to a safe working environment and, importantly, a safe community. Drive to zero, a safety vision for all. We can move the world for you. Cameron's.com.au Hey footy fans, the official AFL 2019 Select Footy Stars collector cards have just been released. Featuring the popular Starburst caricatures, milestone game cards and the exciting Brownlow predictors. Also check out the brand new Instant Impact and Strike Force subsets. Plus you could win a trip to Disneyland and other monthly prizes. Select Footy Stars collector cards are for both kids and the serious collectors alike. Available now from most news agencies, AFL stores and leading retail outlets. Select Footy Cards, the collector's choice. At Macca's, we've made our burgers hotter, juicier and tastier with perfectly melted cheese, softer buns and more Big Mac sauce. They're now the best Macca's burgers ever. Unibet. Buy punters for punters. It's a big week of sport coming up at Unibet and the promotions team are working hard to just give you a little bit more. The Unibet specials are there on the Cricket World Cup, the footy fill-ups in the AFL and the NRL, all the markets for the Wimbledon tennis tournament and of course next week's State of Origin decider. It would take me ages to go through them all but you can do it easily by downloading the app and checking them out for yourself. Unibet.com.au Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Introducing the next generation in off-road tyre technology, the BF Goodrich Mud Terrain KM3 tyre. The new must-have for all off-road enthusiasts. This beast is designed for extreme toughness and traction in mud, sand and heavy rock. Delivering incredible grip, the KM3 is built to climb, made to mud and created to conquer. Find your closest BF Goodrich dealer at bfgoodrich.com.au. The BF Goodrich Mud Terrain KM3. What are you building for? 
PSOs work to keep our public transport network safe. Copy that. I'm on platform five. And now you'll see them in more places. PSOs are now on trains, at major bus interchanges, and on trams. When you're travelling to and from public events, with extended powers to protect you. So while you come and go, we'll be here working to keep you safe. For more information, visit ptv.vic.gov.au forward slash safety you can see. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. When the Bulldogs were on the brink, the people of the West rallied. 30 years on, the club will commemorate that remarkable display of fan loyalty against the odds. Be there to thank those that helped save the club as the Western Bulldogs take on Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. Sunday, 14 July, 3.20pm. Tickets start at just $27. Visit westernbulldogs.com.au forward slash tickets. On 1116 SEN, the award-winning crunch time. Celebrate 50 years of Honda with our limited edition range, loaded with style and sophistication. Search Honda 50, new ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Garlic bread, triple cheese, melt and fill. On a Saturday morning at the MCG, it's a glorious day in Melbourne. Actually, headed for a top of 18, and I heard the weather forecast for Adelaide is 21. So while it's cold in other climes, and all these people that have gone away on holidays, those workers that have stayed, Dermot Burton, are enjoying <laughs> a beautiful sunny afternoon. Ah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, the pigeons are loving it out there. If they've just joined us, a there's big more walk. pigeons in the ground at the moment than there is people here at the MCG. Have they opened the gates yet? To the Got to press the on button, Spud. <laughs> still yeah. two hours and 15 minutes. Still a little bit rusty there. So the mob oh, trying to, we're trying to coordinate this morning you've made, hello. is Bob Murphy, <laughs> Spud Frawley and Dimmer Burton. It's just going to be one of those mornings I've got yeah. the feeling. Crunch yeah. time for Honda, introducing Honda's 50-year limited edition range. Search Honda 50. And for sub life at Subway, try the new ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Sean Burgoyne's been listening to all of that, uh, but I'm sure he won't mind too much because the Hawks were back on the winners list last night. Better say it wasn't a pretty game for three quarters, but super effective and a thrilling last term. And Sean joins us this morning. Uh, thanks for being with us, Sean. Congratulations on last night. No, thanks, guys. Good to hear that things are going to plan there in the box as well. <laughs> 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 well, well that's, what uh, yeah, uh, that's what happens when you invite right? Spud to join us, I'm afraid, uh, Sean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, no. It's good to wake up after, you know, a win, you know, after the few weeks we've had where we've, we've been working really hard and we just haven't been getting, you know, the end result we would have liked. And to get a win like that, um, two guys playing a 200th game just shows the hard work that we are doing at the club is actually starting to, to show. And, you know, last week we didn't get the win against West Coast, but we took a, a step in the right direction with our efforts. And um, this week, yeah, we were able to get the reward and wake up with a smile. Uh, congratulations, Sean. Did that sort of narrow loss last week uh, spur you on a little bit going to the game? Because you did obviously dominate that game in parts against West Coast. It must have been disappointing. Yeah, it was last week. Doing pretty pretty deep, um, I must admit. Everyone did. Um, when, when you're losing, uh, like you guys would know, you, you, you forensically analyse every single thing you're doing at the club. Are you doing enough recovery? Are you doing weights to make yourself stronger? Um, are you practicing your craft, your kicking, marking? We're analysing everything to the nth degree, and 
Um, last week, you know, we put some things in place and it, it, it showed, um, but we didn't get the result. And then this week, you know, the things we wanted to work on showed again and the effort was there as, as well. And we've got a lot of younger players that have just come in the team and um, they were able to, they were a big part of why we won last night. And um, I think kicking accurately as well in front of goal helps um, get the win too. Seemed like it was a bit of a plan in place. A lot of people expected you guys to play uh, your normal game, your uncontested mark, play to the edges, uh, take the heat out of the game. Collingwood obviously coming off a pretty ordinary loss, but you didn't take your first mark till the 10-minute mark of the first quarter. Was it a plan to take the game on a little bit quicker this week? Yeah, we wanted to. Well, we haven't been scoring enough. <laughs> Um, you know, we can't we can't kick nine goals or ten goals every week and think you're going to win because you're going to probably lose um, your fair amount. So we wanted to score more, and we thought maybe moving the ball a bit quicker um, would would help that, but not go quick every time. Um, so we wanted to do that, and we also wanted to um, block up the corridor. We know Collingwood want to come through the corridor um, and take the game on through there. So there's a, a challenge for us um, to take one of their strengths away because they have a, a lot of midfielders with great running power come through the middle and we wanted to block that up and we saw um, kangaroos do that the week before really well and put them under pressure and um, we thought we could we could implement that as well and it was a bit slippery um, and we, so we knew there were going to be mistakes made as well so um, we just had to bring that intent and desire to, to out-hunt them um, and then, you know they got one of the best ruckmen in the game as well around stoppages who gives their midfielders best, best use most weeks so and, Ben McAvoy thought fought really well and um, neutralised that, and um, yeah, we we firmly took the challenge head on, and um, you know we still only kicked nine goals for the game, which is not enough to, to win you many games. We, you know we want to be kicking you know 15s and 16 plus each week, so we'll, we'll tinker with that and try to get the balance right between defending and attacking. No, I thought McAvoy was outstanding. His 200th game. What was it like in the rooms at half time? You, you're dominating the inside 50s. Uh, plus 28, yet you're eight points yep. down. What what was the message? Yeah, well, it was pretty positive in the um, in the changes at half time. Like you said, we were we were getting the ball inside 50, but we we weren't kicking the ball to the best advantage of our forwards. We weren't um, uh, when we were kicking it, we were still giving it to uh, the Collingwood defenders. Um, so we wanted to tweak the way we were going inside 50 and just battle away uh, around neutralise their weapons, you know, Pendlebury and um, Trelaw and Sidebottom still neutralise those guys and, uh, but it was just more the, the way we entered inside 50 so we'll have a look at that during the week to see you know, if we get, I think we had 57 inside 50s for 9 goals so you know, we want to get a better reward but yeah it was, it was fairly positive um, at half time and just to continue and you know the, the message was it's going to be a tight game, which, you know, that's what we expected Hey, Sean Durham here. Congratulations on the win. Hey, uh, just a little bit further on what Spud said, just to the naked eye, it looked like when, when the guys did mark the ball, intercept mark in the back line, they just didn't go back behind the mark like normal and look to spear the ball sideways, maybe get a 45 inboard uh, or, or even retreat and retain the ball by mark, kick, mark, kick. It, it was almost like it was an automatic play on. And, and I would have thought that was to try and Collingwood uh, as good as they can be. Uh, probably only have one, maybe two um, instinctive tacklers in their forward line. So it catches the midfield out unprepared when the ball comes back in quick time. Is that the read 
Oh, that's the read I had on it. Was that kind of a bit of a, the plan that you went out with? Yeah, we, we wanted to move the ball quick, um, especially um, when you get an intercept mark. I think James Sicily had maybe six or seven of them himself. Um, so normally, obviously, when the team's attacking and they're, they're pushing hard forward, if you get that intercept possession and look straight forward back at the game, you've normally got a fair few players who are offside. Um, so we wanted to take the game on more and, and move it. And if we could play it on quick, uh, we wanted to take it. Uh, we, we haven't been utilising Isaac Smith and and Tom Scully enough with, with their legs being on the outside. Ricky Hanson's had a really good season. Uh, yeah. So we wanted to get the ball into those guys' hands so he could run and break the lines as well. And um, the best way to do that is to move it quickly from an intercept intercept mark or possession because once once these days um, you get held up, people and teams get into their defensive zones, it's pretty hard to move the ball through that. Uh, yeah, so they set pretty well, we don't they? They do, yeah, and there's not much difference really between the best teams and the, and the teams down the bottom, um, you know, so we wanted to, you know, not let them get set up and, and take it on a bit more, and hence we wanted to score more goals, but, you know, we've still got to work on that as well. I, I love that you brought up Tom Scully as well. I mean, it's a build physically for Tom, but even though he's probably had uh, the odd better game with the Hawks so far and his, his limited time at the club, I thought his running prowess was even better last night. So kudos to him. But what I really want to point out is, you know, a game is individual moments and there's certain times where a player such as yourself is so good at and capable of many, many attributes. You play professionally. There was a moment with just minutes to go in the game. I sense you thought, this is risky, but I'll take the chance. And you intercepted the ball on the half-forward flank, broke a tackle and sent it back in Hawthorne's direction. I looked at that and thought, you may be approaching 360, mate, but you move like you played <laughs> 120 at that stage. Your body's obviously feeling good in the last fortnight, or definitely last night as well. That that movement then said to me, that's not a, a 30-something-year-old's movement. You, you're obviously feeling good. Yeah, I, I am. Um, you know, I've been utilised down back, which is, um, I'm not doing as much running down back on the weekend. I went in the midfield for a bit, um, so you know, obviously it requires a bit more running, a bit more grunt work on the inside. But yeah, I'm feeling just as good as uh, I've ever felt, to be honest. Um, you know, obviously just the wear and tear, some scratches here and there, but yeah, I was able to. Um, I'm able to recover really well um, during the week to give myself the best opportunity to play. And, and that last play of the game, or the last play of the last quarter, yeah, they, they had a, two or three players running in a bit of a wave, and I was a bit caught out. But yeah, obviously. At some stage, you've got to back your instincts as well, so uh, which I was able to do. I'm very lucky to, to stop them there, you know, in our half of the field. Sean, Bob here. Congratulations last night. Uh, you've talked about how, you know, your form and your, your body's feeling good. Are you any clear on whether you'll, you'll play next year? Uh, well, it's a discussion, yeah, I'll have a, with the club in the next few weeks uh, about myself, and I think we've got a few players on contract as well, so... Um, I'm not stupid enough to put my hand up and, and say I want to play next year if I'm going to make a complete fool of myself, and um, which is something I don't want to do. So um, let me see exactly what the what the team's doing and the, the form of the team and where we're headed and what that looks like. Um, I'll get a bit better picture of what that looks like. And um, I've, I've been in this situation pretty much for the last five or six years every year, um, to be honest. Um, and my manager and Graham Wright talk regularly and um, and Riley talks to me as well. So 
um, I've been in the situation, yeah, like I said, the last five or six years. So um, we'll sit down and chat at some stage. And whether they say we're going to go on, whether we're not going to go on, we'll come to something, we'll, we'll chat with that. But a lot depends on how the team's going and, um, you know, the younger players coming through, how the older players are. And, um, but there's always tough decisions to be made at the end of every year. Keep going, mate. Keep going. <laughs> We've got you down for two or three more years, Sean. Don't stop at one. Can I ask you about one of your teammates? I know last night there were milestones for Ben McAvoy and Luke Bruce, and they both had both had good nights. But I want to ask you about James yep. Sisley, the player. I mean, he's, he might be the best medium-sized defender in the league. But what what about the what about the player in the locker room? He, he gave a really thoughtful and uh, an insightful um, interview post-game on the broadcast last night that I think might have surprised a few people. But what's he what's he like? I, I didn't see what he said, so it's interesting that for to me to see that. No, it was, said, it, was, but, it was really calm and thoughtful. Yeah. Um, it's, he's, I don't know, I'm still wrapping my head around James. Um, <laughs> because in the change rooms and off the field, he is quiet and polite. <laughs> and he, he, he's a totally different person to what he is on the field. Um, when he first got to the club and he was playing VFL, um, the boys were... He was very quiet and, 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 and um, he's an introvert off the field. Um, and um, then he started trying to fight all these boys at VFL and he was he was talking and the boys were like freaking out, what's going on? <laughs> so we can't we can't figure. Oh, well, I still can't figure him out. But off the field, he's polite. Yeah, he's very polite, well mannered, uh, respectful, and and then you get on the field and he walks over the white line. And he just transforms and. To an ultra ego, something that's Nothing different wrong to what with you that, see <laughs> Nothing wrong with so, that. Derm was um, mad on either side of the white lines. Hey, hey, you know. So, yeah, he's a, he's a funny one, but, yeah, he's really good banter um, um, to have in the chain rooms, and um, he's coming in more and more out of himself every every day. The more he, the more he um, I know, gets a bit older and mature, but, yeah, he's, he's a good one to have around the club. Sean, we appreciate your time this morning. We'll let you go. Good luck with the rest of the season and with whatever decision you come to. You've been a, a sensational player, so whichever way it goes, that certainly won't change. But good luck for the rest of the year, and thanks for being with us. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Sean Burgoyne, Hawthorne and football superstar there, joining us on the line. Uh, let's check in now with Russell Barwick at Unibet. You can get footy fill-ups every week at unibet.com.au. Uh, morning to you, Russ. Morning to you, Hutto, and speaking of our footy fill-ups, if you followed us into Hawthorne last night, you'd be smiling this morning after a good win by the Hawks uh, in a bit of a dour game that no doubt you guys have picked the eyes through. Now, let's have a look at today. Got to be very surprised with the odds about the Essendon Bombers. They are in a little bit of form, but inconsistent. $1.46, the Swans $2.75, so getting 14 and a half start, and the Swanies playing pretty good foot, football over the last month or so. As you'd expect, the Tigers short against the Gold Coast, $1.19 to $4.60. All the interest surrounding uh, the Adelaide Crows Port Adelaide game later this afternoon. And uh, the Adelaide Crows, at the moment, $1.72. We suspect that the big punters will chime in a bit later. Port, $2.12. The Crows have that really good record of late in the showdowns. And the late games, Western Bulldogs outsiders against the Cats, $1.29, the Doggies. And the Dockers and the Eagles in the Derby, the Dockers, $3.10. And the West Coast at $1.37. Plenty of sport around, of course, the cricket tonight. Uh, the early game, India, very short against Sri Lanka. But Australia, $1.40 against South Africa, two ninety five in the game. that really doesn't make too much of a difference to uh, things in terms of semi-finals. but the Aussies would like to finish on top. In the tennis, Ash Barty, 
and still outright favourite in the women's. Novak, Rafa and Roger, the top three in the men's, as you'd expect. And the last remaining man for Australia, John Millman. You're going to have $4 about him knocking off Sam Query later on, very late tonight. Our time as Wimbledon continues late into the first week and hopefully uh, Ash Barty will be around well and truly into the second week. All the odds on the website, unibet.com.au. Download the app and gamble responsibly. Hello. Thank you, Russ. Russell Farwick there. You can get legendary tips on at odds with Junior, Fletch and Hammer. Watch the latest episode at unibet.com.au. But as always, as Russell said there, if you're going to have a way to do so well within your means, think about it and gamble responsibly. We will take a break. Uh, we're back with Jack Crisp to join us next. I also want to throw up later lots of topics. Just the game itself, not just last night, but a broader picture. I was doing TV with Ruzi today. We just had a bit of a, a chat uh, before we came on. He's got some, obviously, different views to everyone else. I actually blamed him for ruining the game for all those years ago. He didn't take that. He's got, well, he, 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 I know it's a, a throwaway line. It's a bit of a laugh when you're chatting to him. He's he's played a part in it. Yeah. Absolutely he's played a part He in probably it. has, but let, let's talk about that later. Jack Crisp is going to join us next. Stay with us here on Crunch Time for Honda. Introducing Honda's 50-year limited range, limited edition range. Simply search Honda 50 and, of course, for Sublife at Subway. Try the ultimate cheesy mm, garlic bread sub from Subway. Hey, you hear Macca's burgers are now hotter, juicier and tastier than ever? Up for a Macca's run? Nah, I don't really feel like running. Mate, we drive. You said run. Hotter, juicier, tastier burgers. Time for a Macca's run. Slash drive. Greyhound Racing Victoria's Andrew Copley joins us now for this week's Saturday Night Preview, proudly brought to you by the new Watchdog Mobile Form Guide app. Andrew, one of the stars of staying ranks is lining up at the Meadows. That's right, Sam. Rajasthan, winner of the world's richest staying race for Greyhounds, the Group 1 Sandown Cup, will be hard to beat from box number 8 in race 4 at the Meadows, according to the Watchdog, while in race 8, a talented Greyhound called Hone In should prove hard to beat from box 1. A draw here is one from on 6 previous occasions. Hone In is one of the Watchdog's best bets and looks a good anchor in the last leg of the quaddy. That was this week's Saturday Night Preview from the Meadows with Rajasthan in Race 4, Box 8, and Hone In in Race 8, Box 1, among the Watchdog selections. Download the free Watchdog mobile form guide app for expert tips on every Victorian Greyhound race, and please gamble responsibly. It's Tabs, who are you backing? Where we disguise an ad as a game show for punters. Ready, Tony? Yeah, I guess. This Saturday, if your horse runs second or third in races one to five at Randwick and Flemington, does Tab give you back a bonus bet up to $50? This is an ad, right? Spot on! Plus, in a Tab venue, you'll get the same offer on races six and seven. Who are you backing? Tab. Excludes SANWA residents. Tab account fixed odds win bets only. TNC's at website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help at 1-800-858-858. Are you getting behind the Melbourne Storm this season? Go to melbournestorm.com.au to find the latest game details, membership packages and club info, like player profiles. Here's the intel on... Brody Croft. The 21-year-old is an up-and-comer in the NRL. Croft made his debut against the Dragons in June 2016. Since then, he's played 17 games and progressed into a promising halfback who has Storm fans excited for the future based on his handful of games to date. In 2017, the boy from Dolby in Queensland was named Storm's feeder player of the year. With the nickname Crofty, Brody is a cricket tragic. He loves golf, 
follows the New England Patriots in the NFL and rates Fiji as his favourite holiday destination. Join in the excitement and experience what it's like to be in the Purple Army. Get behind the Melbourne Storm. For more club content, merchandise, plus updates on membership and ticketing, go to melbournestorm.com.au. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. The Toyota Good for Footy raffle is back and it's time to raise some serious cash for local clubs around Australia. You can buy tickets online now for just 5 bucks a pop and 100% of the proceeds go to the community club of your choice. It's easy. You'll be supporting your community and you could win some amazing prizes, including a brand new Toyota Kluger, Camry Hybrid or Corolla Hybrid. Now that's good for footy. Search Toyota Good for Footy to find out more. Oh, what a feeling, Toyota. Our state is growing rapidly. That's why the Victorian government is building big new road and rail projects. Because of Metro Tunnel Works, buses will replace trains on sections of the Cranbourne, Pakenham and Frankston lines from the 6th to the 14th of July. So you're advised to find alternatives. If your plan A is getting an overhaul, find your plan B now to get you where you need to go. To find out if you need to change your travel plans, visit bigbuild.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Spoken by Jay Saunders. At Macca's, we've made our burgers hotter, juicier and tastier with perfectly melted cheese, softer buns and more Big Mac sauce. They're now the best Macca's burgers ever. On 1116 SEN, the award-winning Crunch Time. Celebrate 50 years of Honda with our limited edition range, loaded with style and sophistication. Search Honda 50, new ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Garlic bread, triple cheese, melt and fill. Honda's 50 years limited edition range. Just simply search Honda 50. And also for Sub Life at Subway, try the new ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Danny Frawley, Dermot Burton, Bob Murphy sunning himself up in that uh, open air box Bob. on the Gold shush, Coast. Shush, 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 Anthony. Come and, on. Going, Bobby. And, try turning your mic on there, Spud. And <laughs> it's on. <laughs> Anthony Hudson. It's on, mate. I switched you off. After midday, <laughs> Thanks, we'll Derm. have after midday, we'll have time for your calls on the start. 21 open line, 1300-736-736. Pies, Hawks, lots of other things on the menu. The way the game's being played, we've had another very strong discussion about it off uh, off air. Start 21, your world, endless possibilities. Jack Crisp has been good enough to take our call this morning for a, a quick chat. Obviously, tough night at the office. It's a couple in a row. He's having a great season individually. But, uh, Jack, I'm sure you'll still be a bit grumpy this morning uh, after a couple of losses. Thanks for being with us. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Feeling okay, I guess. Um, bit grumpy last night, but, um, you know, can't change what's happened. And you can look forward now and um, look forward to the review and, um, yeah, for our next challenge. How was Bucks last night? Obviously, he was pretty stern last week, both publicly and I imagine with you guys as well. So he wasn't as strong last night, wasn't as negative last night. Is that Was, that a, was he more positive uh, post-game with you guys? Yeah, yeah, no, he definitely was. Well, the first, the first thing he said was um, it was a better performance than last week, but saying that we couldn't have gotten any worse. So, um, <laughs> a bit light in the mood a little bit, but um, yeah, he's, like, it was it was positive in terms of um, you know we had a bit more effort in the contest, um, ground balls and contested possession, and were a bit more aggressive. We weren't um, led to the ball as much, but on the other side, 
there's uh, other fundamentals of the game that let us down. Um, a few basic errors, skill errors, um, and not being able to keep the ball in our forward half and losing a few crucial contests in the air and on the ground. So, yeah, we're going to fine-tune those little bits. But, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely um, a much more positive game. Jack, uh, yeah, sorry, didn't win last night. I was pretty happy my Hawks did, but uh, bad luck anyway. No, hey, um, yeah, thanks, buddy. Did, yeah, with all sincerity, hey, uh, did their ball movement and the quickness of it, especially out of their back line, surprise you guys a bit? Well, we knew what they were going to do a lot of the time, but we still obviously couldn't stop, especially I think it was probably more second quarter where they were getting a lot of forward handballs through the middle of the ground. Um, and that's what really opened it up a bit. So once they got that overlap run, then, then before we knew it, it was inside their 50 and we're under the pump again. Um, like they owned a lot of territory early in the game. So we, yeah, we knew what they were going to do, but unfortunately we couldn't really stop it too much. Um, was, the game changed a little bit in the second half and slowed down a bit. But um, yeah, we knew what they were going to do. It's just a matter of getting it actually done. When you look up the field, you guys got the ball, and you had plenty of the ball. You had a little bit more than Hawthorne. You look up into your forward line. You, you've got Coxie up there. Um, uh, you've got a few guys. Maya check who, who moves, who hits up at the wings as well and circulates pretty well. Without Jaden Stevenson then, how does it change the complexion of what you're trying to kick to as opposed to like last night? Uh, well, hasn't really changed like too much because Steve O was playing more of the deeper play, like where Geordie plays um, a little bit as a striker for us. Um, and we're still going. Well, this week we've been with the two two tools in the Coxie and Checkers. But it's just more how how we move the ball going forward because um, we've got to get a firstly foremost get a contest from our big fellas. And well, and last night we were going to probably. When we were going a bit fast down the line, we were going to a 1v3 or 1v4, so we weren't giving our our forwards much opportunity to try and win the ball and give us time to set up behind the ball so we can give those blokes a chance to keep in the forward line and then put their, so why put their did you go on. Why, why did you go to a 1v3? Well, yeah, we spoke about after the game. There was a few options. There was a few times where blokes did that and obviously clearly wasn't the right one, especially in the moments of the game. There was, I think there was one in the last quarter where Billy did that to Checkers and then he got outmarked and then all of a sudden Hawthorne had their numbers back and just um, went through the guts and ended up getting another score out of that. So I think it's just more... We've got to have a bit more composure in those types of situations. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll review those, those times in the game and what we can do better for the next time. Jack, Bob here. Bad luck last yep. night. Sorry, sorry, Doom. I was uh, clearly, clearly, you and the, the boys, uh, the sides in a bit of a rut at the moment. It's been been a few weeks now of struggling to find that form. Life of an AFL footballer inside is is often routine, built upon routine. But is there, is there, are you expecting a different week this week inside inside the footy club? And has there been any sign already from from your leaders, whether that be Bucks or Pendles, that there might be a, a bit of a different look at training this week? Uh, no, we had a different look this week, actually, leading the Hawthorne game. Um, it was a bit more just, yeah, well, we had a pretty stern review on the Monday. But, you know, everyone, we got to have some really good discussions out of it. Guys um, had those conversations with the leaders and the coaches and with each other and um, what we needed to do to get better. Same as this week. Um, you know, we did put up better performance. Unfortunately, we did lose. But we're going to, yeah, have the review on Monday, look at the positives that we did. But then, you know, also blokes have things to work on that 
did come out of the game. So we're going to be pretty sharp with our sessions this week, I reckon, and um, pick the right team and we'll head over to Perth with a really good attitude and, um, you know, give us give a really red-hot crack and try and knock them over over there. Jack, do you think of watching the game last night, you, you probably didn't look for a mark enough out just outside your defensive 50? You tried to run it, which didn't really... Because you had extra numbers back and really didn't have a chance for that extra number to then get forward to then actually help the forward line set up. It just looked like you were so keen to get the ball out of defence that you, you forgot to have a little bit of poise and structure going out of, out of your defence. Because it was in there a lot. Yeah, well, it wasn't the first quarter. Um, and then even when we did transition out, you know, they um, they worked pretty hard to get their wingers and I think someone else back as well. So for an out number for them, we... Um, we had a big emphasis on you know, trying to be more aggressive and bold with our ball movement uh, this week because last week we just kicked down the line on too predictable and really passive. So, yeah, we, we looked dangerous when we were coming through the corridor, but you know, obviously sometimes we, we did miss a kick or a handball and um, did stuff it up a little bit. But we we spoke about how much more aggressive we do look when we um, when we do tax the corridor and try not to hold it up too much because we don't want our forwards running from side to side or switching around too much. We don't want them to overwork, but... Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Still, a few areas we can work on, um, especially because we I think we turned it over a few too many times in the in the centre half. Tough night, Jack, uh, going down the way you did in the end. But uh, we appreciate you fronting up this morning and having a chat, and obviously still sitting pretty well as far as the ladder is concerned. So, as you said, if you can get a, a big win next next week, uh, then all should be okay. Thanks for being with us. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, Jack. Jack, Chris, join us. Hey, interesting. Well, we'll have a, a good yeah. Cheers. Bugger, bugger the forwards uh, yeah. the next forward make them work exactly yeah. if they can't run side to side and, yeah, I, and if and if I'm coaching a kid who's not prepared to run side to side I said go be a backman <laughs> just get out cop that the All hectic right. style of play didn't suit last night it's as simple as that because Hawthorne had the extra and Stratton we didn't talk about Stratton his influence to allow Sicily to play his natural game it's very, very underrated. Yeah. We'll get our takeouts, our final takeouts from last night and some calls on Collingwood, where they're at, and the Hawks when we return on Crunch Time. Australia v South Africa live tonight on SEN. Hey, you hear Macca's burgers are now hotter, juicier and tastier than ever? Up for a Macca's run? Nah, I don't really feel like running. Mate, we drive. You said run. Hotter, juicier, tastier burgers. Time for a Macca's run. Slash drive. Introducing the next generation in off-road tyre technology, the BF Goodrich Mud Terrain KM3 tyre. The new must-have for all off-road enthusiasts. This beast is designed for extreme toughness and traction in mud, sand and heavy rock. Delivering incredible grip, the KM3 is built to climb, made to mud and created to conquer. Find your closest BF Goodrich dealer at bfgoodrich.com.au. The BF Goodrich Mud Terrain KM3. What are you building for? At Giant Bicycles in Ormond, the owner, Leon, has always lived by the 20% rule. That's doing things 20% better than other people. And he's done it on price. Yep, any 2019 model Giant bike you buy from Leon this week, he's knocking 20% off. It's an almighty deal. You get yourself a brand new 2019 Giant bike and 20% off. So, go in and see the great man, Leon. He'll sort you out today. Giant Ormond. See Leon at 600 North Road, Ormond. Online at giantormond.com. 
Daisy Pearce shares another Toyota Good for Footy story. Toyota's Good for Footy program makes footy more accessible for all Australians, with local dealerships getting involved at a community level, just like this one. Here at Le Mans Toyota Tottenham, we're big believers in the Toyota Good for Footy program and contributing to grassroots football. We're now in the fourth year of our partnership with Beltrana Vikings Football Club. Our funding has assisted the club complete recent upgrades and renovations to their club rooms and install an electronic scoreboard. Now that's good for footy. Enjoy big savings this month at PaintSpot's Big Brand Sale. Big brands like Hames, Solver and Wattle Paint. Grab four litres of Wattle Professional Choice Ceiling White, now only $49.90. Or four litres of Solver Maxi Wash White, just $63.90. But only until July 31. Details at paintspot.com.au. PaintSpot is Melbourne's largest paint specialist. Harvey Norman, hardly normal sale. Gaucho 3 plus 2 seater lounge package, including four powered recliners, $1,999. Bedding upsize sale. Purchase a selected king size mattress or bed frame for the price of a queen. Conditions apply. Waterproof hybrid flooring from just $39 per square meter. In store only. 60 months interest free. No deposit, no interest with 60 equal monthly payments until July 2024. Minimum finance amount $1,000. Approved applicants only. Interest applies if you do not comply with terms and conditions. Fees and exclusions apply. Hardly normal at Harvey Norman. It's Tabs, who are you backing? The betting game show we couldn't afford to make, so we just made an ad. Contestant one, are you ready? There's no one here, mate. Great. If you place a head-to-head bet on the AFL this weekend and your team leads by six points or more at any break but loses, will Tab give you a bonus bet back up to $50? Still no one here. Yes, that's right. You will get a bonus bet back up to $50. Who are you backing? Tab. Excludes SA and WA residents. Tab accounts only. Cheese and C's apply. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers help. one 800 858 Sustainable Office Furniture are having an end of financial year sale. They're overstocked with loads of commercial grade used office furniture, workstations, ergonomic task chairs, pedestals, tambours, carpet tiles, waiting room furniture and more. Come in and see the team and get yourself a huge bargain before they sell out and before the financial year ends. All the best brands available and what's more, you'll be saving the environment. Why buy new? Sustainableofficefurniture.com.au at Macca's, we've made our burgers hotter, juicier and tastier with perfectly melted cheese, softer buns and more Big Mac sauce. They're now the best Macca's burgers ever. SEN footy, the Suns versus Tigers. Today from 1 on 1116 SEN. The award-winning crunch time. Celebrate 50 years of Honda with our limited edition range. Loaded with style and sophistication. Search Honda 50. New ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Garlic bread, triple cheese, melt and fill. This is crunch time on a Saturday. The sun is shining at the MCG. And we reflect on what happened last night between Collingwood and Hawthorne and a thrilling win by the Hawks, breaking a four-game losing streak, winning by under a goal against the Pies here at the MCG. We will also look forward to what's a big round of football. Essendon and Sydney are going to meet here in the sunshine at the G. There's showdowns, there's derbies, and there's a whole lot of other big games to be played. Well, here, uh, the key points from uh, both uh, Jack Crisp and Sean Burgon from earlier chats shortly, but let's get takeouts from all of our uh, commentators to just 
quick summaries, quick thoughts, maybe on each of the clubs looking forward. But open the lines as well. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you're a Collingwood fan, what is your biggest concern right now? Do you think the forward line is working without Jaden Stevenson? Is, is Mason Cox is his position in doubt? As uh, some of the, the talkback callers suggested last night, and can they get it together in time to get a top four and really challenge for the flag or not? And from a Hawthorne point of view, are you all in with Clarko after what you saw last night? Is it uh, try and load up and go for the silverware again, or do you think you need to uh, you do need to be more realistic and, and reboot? Stephen Cornelio, of course, maybe John Patton. Some saying that. Uh, they're already locked in and they're going to join the Hawks, which with Tom Mitchell returning could change things. A quick thought from you overall, Danny Frawley. Well, Mason Cox, it, it's hard to judge on last night. <laughs> Let's be brutally honest. That you wouldn't want to be a tall forward in Orth- uh, sorry, Collingwood's forward half. They're outnumbered all night. 35 so, and As it stands, if Ben Reid comes back and is fit and firing, would you be playing all three or would you be just playing Majacek and one of the two? And if so, which of the two? No, I'd be only playing Majacek to Goey and Reed or Cox. Which, which one out of Reed and Cox? At their best, Reed. Yeah, because he's got lateral movement. Big Meso. When when Collingwood dominate, he runs north to forty outside the goal square, and he's easy to defend mm. if if the ball's out of his marking zone. If you know what I mean, Dirt. Yeah. You had lateral movement where. It's hard to guard a spot, but with Mason, you can actually tip him up. So no, there's no perfect player. No. So you, you, you're almost judging that that position on their weaknesses. See, I would be playing Cox ahead of yep. Reed. Mm. I think Reed's been a wonderful player, but he's when Collingwood when Collingwood play there. So when, yeah. I would look at it from the strategy of. Well, Cox yep. can actually hold his own in the ruck when he goes in there to relieve mm. Grundy. Um, I think my check's the lock, and it's between Cox. And, and and Reed, and neither of them holds the ball in when it hits the deck. So you're looking for who gives you more in in their uh, weaker assets. Plenty of calls coming through on our Star 21 open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Star 21, your world, endless possibilities. Buxy's uh, joined us first from one Turner before we get Bob's take out of last night. G'day, Buxy. G'day, boys. How are you all? Are you with us, Buxy? Hello. I am. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, what, what point would you like to make, Buxy? Uh, I want to make the point why Why don't we talk about Melbourne at all? Well, Hello? The last on the lad in the second. Because we're just, we will. We're just finishing off. Yeah, but oh, there's a really the easy line. line. There's a Hello? really easy line there which hurts. They're irrelevant. He's <laughs> brilliant, isn't he? <laughs> Let's try Terry from Brunswick who wants to talk That's about the call, pies. In fact, he might have disappeared as well. Are you there, Terry? No, we're having some issues. If, if anyone's there, speak up. <laughs> How about Roger from Hawthorne? Yeah, Roger. Roger. G'day. This is a Collingwood situation. Yeah, I think this has been coming for a while. No. Clearly uh, something's wrong yeah, with uh, clearly something's some wrong button with pushing. Let's try Let's try. There we go back there, Ed. Let's try. <laughs> don't play, Ned. Come on, Ed. He's going to throw something. Let's try Bob on the Gold Coast. Uh, good afternoon to you, Bob. G'day there, Anthony. G'day, fellas. We've got to blame someone. Blame the bloke, well. in, the go- blame the bloke in the Gold Coast. <laughs> Can you hear me? Have you got me? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. dear, dear, dear. So, uh, from a from a Collingwood point of view, Derm, in, in terms of personnel, who are they missing the most, do you think? 
Oh, uh, I would have to say Stevenson, and the reason being is you think of last night's goals. Uh, Dugowie kicked yep. a couple of brilliant around the corner type goals. Half chances. Uh, yeah, there were some snaps. There was a uh, Myacek's opening goal of the game was a tackle on somebody that was unsuspecting mm. in Hardwick. Tell me who led out from the goal square, captured the ball, whether it marked or kept it in front, fed the ball out to somebody going past and kicked a goal which I would talk and describe as a structural type goal. They did not have any of those. So you've got to have uh, goals that are brought to you by the position. So without Stevenson there, I Yep. They were opportunistic goals. They were goals that seemed to happen because of brilliance. There was no goals that happened because of their structure. Stevenson, as much as he plays deep, and we, we heard from Crispy a second ago, you know, he, he's a long way away from where the back line kicks to. He gives them that structure who leads out of the goal square. So I think he you probably think hurts hurts them the most. Okay, let's try. We, we are, we're assured the phones are fixed now. I'm always Good. nervous when I get that message, but let's go again with Terry from Brunswick. Hi, Terry. Oh, good day, fellas. Um, I, I'm surprised with the talk about Collingwood that any. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm baffled why anyone is surprised that Collingwood aren't doing well now. They haven't had great form all year, and they haven't really beaten anyone of any consequence. Oh, well, well they're second on the ladder. I think that's. I, I can see where you're coming from, Terry. They they have got a few injuries. I, I I'm with Durham. I, I think Stevenson, but the second most important player they're missing is Jeremy Howe. He, they all tried to intercept last night. But when Howe plays Dermot, that's his role. Know your role, play your role. They had too many guys trying to fill in for Howe. You got Moore, you had Maynard flying, you had Sharon Berg. So you you, you uh, don't rate Collingwood, Terry? I don't. I've been to quite a few of their games. I'm not a supporter. I go to a lot of football games yep. on the weekend. And I just don't reckon they've been playing very well. Um... um Probably since round two, two yeah, or Yeah, certainly, yeah, certainly their their last six to eight weeks have been been pretty ordinary, and they, they've admitted that they started the season. They lost well, the they Geelong beat early. Richmond. They beat Richmond when the Richmond Lions were still up. Who's sitting fifth? Yep. Uh, lost to the West Coast. Lost to Geelong by seven points. I might add. Uh, they beat Sydney, who's come good. Uh, yeah, went down to the Dockers. That's true. But yeah, but not so much for the rest of the competition. And if they're second on the ladder, well, <laughs> the the thing is, uh, Terry, um, th- only three teams out of the last twelve premierships have been won by the the, the team that has been best at the halfway yeah. game mark, best at, after yeah. twenty two games, and won the premiership. Only three out of twelve. Even the very very good premiership teams have a dip in form at some stage. So if we can say that winning form's good form, even if you, if we don't say that they've been playing all that well, until two weeks ago they've been winning. So yeah. winning form's good form. It's not too bad if you have a flat spot at some stage, as long as you can kick again with four or five games to go into the finals and you settle your team. Stevenson not coming back until September is is going to hurt, but they're going to have to find a way to get through this flat spell and start banking wins again. They want to be top four. Further than that, they want to be top two. All right, let's keep Doom, I would even I would even add Sorry. to that, Doom. Sorry, Sorry, Hato, that, that yeah. this week, the, the trip to Perth, 
on on one hand it's like gee that and so they go straight into that I actually think it's the perfect time for that for that kind of a matchup for Collingwood where they go over there they close ranks this is these are the sort of wins that can reshape their season get them back on track uh, the old Bob uh, yeah. close ranks bunker down bunker down us against the, the world circle the wagons that's it wagons. gang mentality <laughs> uh, let's go to Buxy now from Monturno he wants to he's there pay some credit to uh, one of the young Hawthorne players, one of their recruits. Hi, Buxy. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, thanks. Buxy. Uh, just quickly wanted to say how impressed I am with Mitch Lewis. He's a lot better than I expected he would be. It's great to see Tim O'Brien showing what we've all hoped he'd show for a while. But I just called to give as much love as I possibly can for Jarman Impey. He's so much better than I ever expected Ooh. he would be. His run and dash is ridiculous, and he's an intercept marker, which I didn't expect. He's fast, isn't he? He's coming up He's to... ridiculously fast. Yeah, what, what is he, 24, 25? Yeah. He's another one we met, we're talking about early, whether, uh, Buxy, whether you trust Clarkson to trade out and get a known uh, quantity in terms of a new player to complement the boys that he's got in this age bracket, of which... Jarman Impey. When was he born? 95. So coming up to uh, 25 years of age. Yeah, he's been a terrific pickup. That's no doubt about that. Thank you for that call, Buxy. Mick from uh, the Blue Mountains. Uh, hi, Mick. Oh. oh, It's a long it's line to the Blueies. Mick. Mick, are you with us? Yeah, I'm there. How you going, boys? Speak to us, buddy. All right. Um, I just had a question. <laughs> Yep. It's been um, weighing on my mind for a little while, and I thought what I'd bring up like? the Brains Trust. Yeah. <laughs> Just in relation to the interchanges, um, you know, with the fact that there's no or less runners out there these days, I had an idea, and I don't know if it's in place already or if there's a reason why it can't be. And I, 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 I'm, I'm going to sound, I'm not going to sound like a moron, or I'm going to be like the kid in the old El Paso ad who suggested um, flat bottom tacos, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is there any reason that the G- sorry, Spud, is there any reason that the GPS systems that track all the players' movements on the field is there any reason why they couldn't use that to alert the players when to come off, like a vibration or something like that, or does that already happen? No, I, I've heard this suggestion last week, and it it makes sense. Sort of like when you get your order, you yep. you meet yeah. at the pub and well, if they can if they can do it, <laughs> the local boozer, <laughs> I'm sure they can stick it into the back of your jumper. What, what do you reckon, Bob? You're you're just the most recent player amongst us. Oh, my, my worry initially is that players still find a way not to come off the ground if they that's go. Right. And I didn't didn't feel the buzz. Mine yeah, didn't buzz. Right. <laughs> and if you if you get two chances, Bob, and then if you don't, you you really get and the shock. Just to answer that, Mick, I, I have forever been pushing that when you're coaching players, I would have liked to have put... You remember the scene in Ghostbusters where when the bloke answered the question <laughs> and they zapped him and he didn't do it to the pretty girl because he was trying to crack onto her? That if you, if you just... If you had somebody on the field that didn't run at the right time, Send an electric shock through them. Just buzz and just <laughs> get them going. Give them a couple of thousand volts, like you know, maybe just something like a you know the the electric fence when you step over that and you yeah. get one going through uh, the undercarriage there. That puts the shock in there. Yeah, so put a shock through because they're not running hard enough. <laughs> oh, geez, I forgot to run. Yeah, I better go. Oh. Good, good on you, Mick. Uh, interesting That's call. A great idea. Great idea. Roger is from Hawthorne. Our last call before we do move on. G'day, Rog. <laughs> Good morning. morning. This uh, Collingwood 
situation's been going on for a while. It's been coming for quite a while now. And um, I hear, which makes sense to me, that uh, Jeremy Howe feels really bad talking uh, the young fellow into putting his hand up. Didn't think he copped that well that much. And uh, I think that's permeated through the club a little bit. I'm not following you. Yeah, he's fella. saying that the Stevenson scenario yeah, where it's, uh, uh, he may have been... Didn't walked by the leadership group into Jeff Foles to admit what was going on and permeated through the chemistry of the team. Yeah, I mean, you're saying, mm. I think he suggested that Jeremy Howe regretted. Could, could also be viewed as pretty short-sighted, that, I think. Yeah. Of, yeah, I that, that's, that's setting culture. Culture doesn't, yeah. you know... Yeah, it's that, done, that's though. Two week, that's two weeks later. That's it's right. done, and that's a different scenario as to how you apply yourself during the game. All right, before we put a line through last night's game, for those that have just joined us, so let's listen to Jack Crisp and what Nathan Buckley said post-game last night. The first thing he said was um, it was a better performance than last week, but saying that we couldn't have gotten any worse. So, um, <laughs> yeah, a bit light in the mood a little bit, but um, yeah, it was, it was positive in terms of um, you know, we had a bit more effort in the contest, um, ground balls and contested possession and were a bit more aggressive. We weren't um, led to the ball as much, but on the other side, there's uh, other fundamentals of the game that let us down. Um, a few basic errors, skill errors, um, and not being able to keep the ball in our forward half and losing a few crucial contests in the air and on the ground. So, yeah, we're going to fine-tune those little bits, but um, yeah, it, was, it was definitely um, a much more positive game. So that's the thoughts of Jack Crisp uh, regarding Nathan Buckley. We also heard from Sean Burgon. I might replay that a bit later about whether he might play on or not. Let's get into the crunch for Scooty, a Scooty two-wheeled taxi. Leave boredom behind. Um, and I just want to do want to start with the football that is being played at the moment. I don't, I don't, we, we don't have time for a 30-minute discussion, but given the rule changes that were made at the start of the year with 666, is the footy any better? I think we'd probably all agree that the end, the close games at the end have been better and the 666 has contributed to that because you can't stack the numbers behind. But the actual way footy's been played, it seems to me, and from talking to a few people, that maybe in fear of the 666 the teams have actually gone more defensive in their planning in the postseason, and we're seeing more boundary side we're not seeing this sort of foot we're certainly the scores are down and you know I, I was I saw on the I saw Matty Lloyd's 13 goals on the AFL website yesterday I was watching it it came up on the on the Twitter and and is the days of the big forwards kicking the goals I know these are all the endless arguments we've had from the past but we haven't really solved anything have we this year No we haven't and the last two, last Thursday night and more importantly last night 10 goals scored in pristine conditions no wind no rain MCG in three quarters of footy. It was a snore fest, wasn't the it? The game's up for grabs. And all of a sudden, we have nine goals scored. So we have nine, uh, nine, sorry, ten scored in three quarters. Yep. So all of a sudden, the game's up for grabs. And we've nearly had just as many goals in the last quarter as the first three. What well, happened against the Giants and Essendon exactly last Exactly the same. Essendon kicked six goals to three in the last the quarter. The coaches go, let's take the game on. The game's gone through several changes over 100 years. But basically we have a fairly, for all intents and purposes, a fairly close uh, simulation of how the game was designed in 1890. 18 guys out on the ground, uh, and it's, the ball goes from neutral, it's in dispute, and goes somewhere, there's another contest. So what was designed 100 years ago in principle, the coaches have now outcoached 
the yeah. principles of the game to to make it the beautiful sport that it was where individual contests kick scoring. it to another individual contest the coaches have out coached it they, they've got ahead of what was designed 100 yeah. years ago and that was probably always going to happen don't get confused between a good contest and a good game. Last okay. night was a wonderful contest. Mm. And a great competition, and broadly than that, a great competition, which we have in terms of how tight it it's is. It's even now. Yeah. So we had a great contest last night. It wasn't a great spectacle. No. And that's from somebody who is rapt to see his team win last night. But it wasn't a great game. We, we The 666, it's given a bit of freedom to allow forwards to get a better shot at it if you get true centre bounce clearances. The one thing I say, the way the game, uh, like last night, is it is football's version. I think they call it the pursuit in in cycling terms. You know when the blokes run yes, it yeah. right around the yes, velodrome. Yes, that's a great. That is a, they, they. You should do an article. That is. You should do an article. Yeah, oh, Bob, yeah. you can steal it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you go with that. Bob. That's the most nah, obscure. Yours, mate. Yeah, no, so a, they go three analogy. times around yeah. the track just looking over their shoulder doing 4K per hour. And then they come up to the bell lap and one of them makes a break <laughs> and the other has yep. to hammer in on him and comes from a height and can run him down or can't quite get there yep. and something goes wrong. It's like... And Amir's in as an assistant coach. <laughs> Quick smart. <laughs> Very good. She the expert. Yeah, it, it's, it's similar to that pursuit style because... We get the good footy in the last quarter when yeah. teams say, well, we can't play this way for the whole game. So we're just going to look over our shoulder at the opposition and limit mm. the mistakes for the first three quarters. Where to from here then? If we get to the end of this year, I'm not sure that they'll want to make any more changes. I mean, interchange is the thing. You talk to people like Rusey, he says the players don't get enough time at, at footy clubs anymore to, to, to be skillful. Um, he would also argue that there's too too many teams in the competition. The competition has, and a lot of the local current day players will say, oh, that's rubbish. There is too wide a spread of players. I mean, I love my club. There's four boys playing mm. at Hawthorne now who aren't ready for league football. And, and, and that's because yeah. there's 18 teams supplying 22 jobs each week. So we're talking about a Tasmanian team. I mean, we really can't bring another team into the competition the way it's being, the way the game is being played at the moment. Our population is growing, but I don't know. Once you get past under 15s, is the pool of participation actual... yeah. is well, growing. Our post like a 15 year old footballer. I coach the Victorian country senior teams. All yeah. the best country footballers around Victoria. Yep, yeah. It's about you, Spud. Right. No, it's not. It's <laughs> about the fact that in country towns, the amount of teams that towns that have amalgamated. They're reducing. So, you know, it used to be mm. um, Tempe Goury, and now it's Tempe Goury, Patchy Wallach. Yep. The three towns have actually joined. Oh, isn't, that, isn't that four? They merged they did. 25 years but ago. But anyway, isn't that four <laughs> If the women's football wasn't as successful, and it's a great success, yeah. we'd be talking about the dearth of country football. Yeah. There, there is there is some floaty figures put out there by the AFL as to the participation and I can tell you from, not from the AFL, but from, and we digress here a second, but once you get to under 16s, there are more kids registered playing soccer than every other footballing code put together in under 16s. It's about, though, getting the talent 
getting yeah. the most talented players, you know, younger than that, isn't it? And then keeping them in the sport from there on in. Get Bob, what, what as, again, as the most recently retired player and someone who's been in the media for a couple of years, I know we had a lot of these debates about the game last year. What's your yeah. take on it? Well, I, I, my t- I actually thought the footy in the first half of this season was better than we'd seen before. I, I don't I don't adhere to this idea of high scoring is a good game, and I think that's a little bit about what you said before, Jim, about, about good contests, good games. I'm... I think the AFL would argue about sample size of let's give this a you know the, the new rules a chance to let's see where where it where it lies, and I, I'm not ready to to really stamp whether it's it's still no good. I, I think part of it's environmental. This this time of year, this is this is the toughest part of the year. Player, players are tired. It's colder. Sure. That, so sure. I, I I think that they do tend to err on the side of well save your energy for pushing back. And that's what we talked about Collingwood last night. Maybe the players, they've got the energy now at the moment to push back. This is the drudgery part of the season, but they don't have the spark to run forward. So we get games that are a bit more sort of stoic. Bob, you're right, but we're one of the few sports. Soccer still only have one substitute. Um, you'd imagine if they had 100, they'd never score. Rugby, yeah. rugby leave have about 15. So you'd imagine if they had 80 interchanges in rugby. There wouldn't be as many tries. International go... Rugby Union took away their, their interchanges because they found the line was too fresh and you couldn't score against them. They took away the massive amount of interchanges they had and scoring opened up again because there was fatigue in the game. So if we cut it back further, I mean, that's been the often debated topic, hasn't it? Well, look, as I said, I'm, I'm probably showing my dinosaur teeth here, but the facts are <laughs> in 2000 when the, when the scoring really dried up, Chris Connolly... Uh, doesn't get a lot of credit, but he was the one that really ramped up the, the interchange. It went from 20 to 80 overnight. And then Mick Malthouse went berserk in the 2000s to, to 170. Four minutes on, three minutes They on, were just... Yeah. so. The ice hockey sort of interchange. I know. So fatigue makes cowards of everyone. And if you can't run the footy, you have to kick it. Mm. You, you physically just can't get back. But last night, you can... Uh, and look... The, the interchange, and I know the sports science and the conditioning stuff, we can't do it because it's the biggest ground in the world. It's no use having the biggest ground in the world when we've got a stoppage today in the forward pocket and everyone's around 60 metres from the ball. If you've got the biggest ground in the world, you've only got 25 interchange, watch the game open up in the second half. That, that is true. The, the counter-argument to that, and I'm on your side, but the counter-argument to that will be we fear it opening up. Mm. So we'll blow everyone, everyone around. Yeah, and, that could, and that's the great unknown. It's a the problem with any suggestion, as the AFL have well, again found out this year, whatever you do, there's unintended consequences, and we actually won't know until we see it played out. And to Bob's point about you know, let it let it go a bit longer, the AFL is hoping, and they, their information loosely is that clubs are trying a few other different methods of ball movement, and we might see them in the back half of the year. I would question. I'm I'm not confident in that, but even Sam Doherty said on air that he he felt that it might turn. Um, just from what some of the things that Carlton were working on, but I don't know. I, I just know that anecdotally last night, just from talking to a few people this morning, they turned off. They, they couldn't well, be bothered staying. The new the frontier of football has to be. The, we we saw about 15 years ago defensive, set defensive measures, and that was in the back line. Flooding came in. Then the, ne- the extrapolation of that was Clarkson decided to get within 60 metres of where the opposition had the ball on a static play. There were no outlets, and he swarmed around it. That was defensive measure to stop 
ball movement. There has never been anybody with a set routine to score. That's yeah. that's that's what we have to find. So there, we've there got, is ball movement, yeah. but no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we've got two teams now doing what we're talking about. North and Carlton. You know why? Coaches have said, guys, it's your turn now. I'm taking over, but we're going to hit the scoreboard. North scoring's gone through the roof. Carlton under Teague have now kicked 100 points. They couldn't kick 100 points for four years under Bolt, unfortunately. Well, I'm not a fan of the idea of giving bonus points for winning the quarter or kicking 100 points, but I do wonder whether that will be considered again because that does change the incentive. We need to take a break. The crunch is for Scooty, the quickest way to leave the MCG. Scooty, your two-wheeled taxi. Download the app today. We also check the 40 Winks Serious About Sleep ladder on the way to the break. If it's a good night's sleep is your goal, then get into 40 Winks. And, of course, if uh, the Eagles and the Giants win this weekend, it's going to see Collingwood drop to fourth after last night's loss. Meanwhile, Hawthorne are in sight of the eight. Just one game out, in fact, rising from 15th to 11th. That's a situation with the ladder. If it's a good night's sleep is your goal, get into 40 winks. A lot to talk about as the crunch continues after the break. Silly season is upon us. Lots of suggestions about who's going where, what various clubs need to do. And so uh, we'll get into some of those stories. And, of course, look at the big games ahead, including this one between Essendon and Sydney. And later we have uh, showdowns and derbies to be played. Stay with us here on Crunch Time. SEN footy streaming live and exclusively on the all-new SEN app. Race into Kathmandu for extra savings this week only on selected down jackets like the Epic Down Jacket. Now one forty nine ninety eight ends Tuesday at Kathmandu. The first meeting for CRT was held back in 1970 in Orange, New South Wales. Six determined locals met at the Canopolis Hotel. On the agenda, after that first cold beer, was to secure a better deal for the region's independent rural retailers and their farmers clientele. Since then, CRT has grown to be Australia's largest group of independent rural retails with over 300 stores throughout the nation. Not bad for a wee catch-up in Orange nearly 50 years ago. CRT, helping you grow. My name's Steve Joy. I'm from Sprout Coffee. Sprout Coffee provide sustainable coffee and tea and coffee machines to offices all over Melbourne. We uh, we chose the, the Renault Traffic vans for our business. The Renault Traffic helps show our customers we're professional about our business. As we grow, we're buying more, more Renault Traffics. Super reliable. Uh, we haven't had any troubles with them. The service has been great. Uh, we get looked after. Renault Traffic, it's my van. Oh! Renault traffic from 31990 drive away. Hello, I'm Daniel for the Family Peace Foundation. I reckon credit cards are bad for families. Well, they must be. Mum and Dad argue more about credit cards than anything else. Well, they used to anyway. That was until the lady came to our house a while ago and spoke to Mum and Dad about their credit cards. I'm not sure what she said, but mum and dad argue a lot less now. Family peace. Do it for your kids. But you want to power it, pump it, or dump it? Need to cut it, mix it, fix it, shift it, weld it, grind it, or just reach it. 
With Australia's largest range of quality equipment, Coates Hire has whatever it is you need to get the job done. So visit or call Coates Hire on 13 15 52 and let's make it happen. Unibet. By punters, for punters. It's a big week of sport coming up at Unibet and the promotions team are working hard to just give you a little bit more. The Unibet specials are there on the Cricket World Cup, the footy fill-ups in the AFL and the NRL, all the markets for the Wimbledon tennis tournament and, of course, next week's State of Origin decider. It would take me ages to go through them all, but you can do it easily by downloading the app and checking them out for yourself. Unibet.com.au. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Are you the outdoorsy type? Camping, fishing, or maybe just enjoying a cold one in the backyard? Even in the middle of a Melbourne winter? You madman. We've got a beer for you. Great Northern is brewed with an outdoor lifestyle in mind. Not the outdoorsy type? Luckily for you, it tastes just as good inside. Even better, Great Northern Original 24s or Great Northern Super Crisp 30 case blocks are just $46.98 this week at Thirsty Camel. Find your local bottle shop at thirstycamel.com.au. Ends 14 July. T's and C's apply. Hydrate responsibly. The Peter Jackson half-year sale is on now. With up to 60% off store-wide, Merino wool suits from 359 Whatever the occasion, look your best. The Peter Jackson half-year sale on now. Peter Jackson. Be coffee clever at 7-Eleven. Enjoy smooth, rich, cafe-quality coffee for the very uncafe-like price of $1. Rethink your daily grind. Choose freshly ground coffee from 7-Eleven. Good call. A grandpa carrying a folded newspaper. A ute with paint cans in the tray. A little kid not looking where she's walking. You could miss a lot if you glance at your phone while driving. When you're on your phone, you're driving blind. TAC towards zero. The award-winning crunch time this morning from 11 on SEN. The award-winning crunch time. Celebrate 50 years of Honda with our limited edition range. Loaded with style and sophistication. Search Honda 50. New ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Garlic bread, triple cheese, melt and fill. This is crunch time on a Saturday afternoon from the MCG. It's a glorious day and lots of footy to be played. Essendon will meet the Sydney Swans here. There's big games, of course, with showdowns and derbies to be played later on. We'll talk about all the big games as we continue to discuss all that's big in footy. It's for Honda, introducing Honda's 50-year limited edition range. Search Honda 50, and for sub-life at Subway, try the new ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Danny Frawley, Bob Murphy, Dermot Brereton and Anthony Hudson with you last night. Hawthorne 9-13-67, defeated Collingwood 9-9-63. We continue with the crunch for Scooty. Make your trip exciting. Scooty two-wheeled taxis. Uh, it is a bit of a silly season, boys, so let's talk about some of the trade discussions. And Brad Hill is one that is really interesting. I mean, he's having probably a career-best season over there mm, the way definitely. he's working. There was certainly some suggestions that he was he'd asked to go back to Hawthorne. That's been denied. But it seems like his partner is from Melbourne and either at the end of this season or the end of next season he will look to come back to to Melbourne. Um, who should make him their highest priority? Teams like St Kilda, along with the Tim Kelly discussion, has been talked about. Do, do you think he would? Does his age and his style demographic suit the Saints? What what age is he at now? Have you got that on hand? So I would I'll tell assume you very shortly. I'd say about so, twenty seven or something. Yeah. Like that, so 
he's at the peak of what should mm. be the peak yep. of his career, but you know it, it takes longer to get to the peak of your career than it does to fall out the other side. But he's one player the Saints could really do with. Well, they need ball users. And speed. Yep. On the outside. So do the dogs, boy. Like, the dogs have been linked with yeah. Isaac Smith and Jack Martin. Well, Brad, Brad, Brad Hill might be a better player than both of those guys this year. Not, let's not, let's 90, be honest, though. Not, play, 93 is birth year. So what does that make him? So up? 7 and 9 and 26. 26. Um, so a player who's in this form, let's be honest, there are 10 Victorian teams who find a spot for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's who could use him the most. So you're almost saying who is prepared to part with the most to get him. Because if it comes for a, an up for grabs and the Dockers say, we will go to the highest bidder, the best we can do for our club, which they're obligated to do, normally a lot of these types of whispers, they are whispers and they can be 50-50. Yeah. When you hear enough of this over a protracted period of time, it's not always, but rarely does the player stay. Yeah. So you would be about a 75% chance of thinking he's coming home, he's coming home to Victoria for his partner. Uh, somebody's going to part with something substantial for him. Yeah. So it, it, First the teams round, that are in the hunt, first yeah, no a, doubt. A, back, a low, a low first, somewhere yep. inside 19, I yeah, would say you'd, 12, you'd, you'd need to get something. I mean, the Dockers will say we want a single figure for him, yeah. but I would think it's going to be somewhere 9 to 19. Would any club take Bryce Gibbs, do you think, next year if, yes. if, his, sal- if his salary is being subsidised? Yes. Gold Coast? Yes. Yeah. Honestly, you'd pick 50, you would get it done. Yeah. I, I heard we were having a, Spud and yeah. I were having a laugh at, at here in Pikey last yeah. night saying, oh, he's a very good player, just out of form. And that really what Pikey meant to say was, yeah. we're not giving him away for free at the end of the year. Uh, yeah. And I'm trying to pump up <laughs> what we get for him, I but th- he's not getting a game with us. When I heard the press conference, I thought, he must be coming first or second in the best and fairest. What Pikey was talking about. I thought, who was he talking about? And someone said Bryce Gibbs. Their problem pumping, is pumping him up. <laughs> yeah. Problem is that they've got four midfielders who don't have great foot pace. Yep. And he's the fifth. You can't play all five in the one team. Um, Bob, can I ask you, Stephen Cornelio, like, the Giants have been outwardly confident they're going to keep him, but as time continues to, to go, and we've just had the buys, which when a lot of deals get done, there's strong suggestions that he, he will come to Victoria. He's a, he's a WA boy, so he's not going home, so he's effectively what, going what to... Are the, what are the strong suggestions, Hado? I've, I've kind of had the feeling that, that he will stay, but... But are you saying well, Hawthorne there's... is the club that I'm hearing he most aligned with, and yeah. that John Patton is likely to, to go there as well, which would be more that would be more likely to happen. I would have thought from a because yeah. you know, he's not getting a, he's obviously coming back from three injuries and he's he's at the moment I don't think he'd, he'd get a game for the Giants. Their forward line is uh, is one of their strengths at the moment. Yeah. But but in terms of Cornelio, um, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it, that he would mm. it, would it depend on whether the Giants. You know, if they if they win a flag, are they then ready to go? Or does to he... back up, Bob, the time I spent there, we say, oh, what a good guy, what an A-grade citizen. Stephen Cornelio is the type of bloke you want in your club, whether he can play good footy, average footy, or yeah. he's just getting well, that, that's, that, that's he the impression, a... and, and speaking to people who know him and know the Johns, that's what they say too, that he's, he's at the centre of that, that footy team and, and, and has made it feel like a footy club. Yeah. I, I tell you just a little story. The type of 
bloke he is. Um, uh, my lad and a couple of the boys I've had uh, time with went to the Giants and did work experience, you know, studying football and whatever. And Stephen Canulio played a, an average game and he was to, was to go in for his one-on-one uh, line coach review, which was going to mm. take a few feathers off him. Yep. And he invited the young lads in to listen to that meeting. And the line coach gave it to him and he let the boys sit there and listen to his dressing down of his game. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? How, what type of player has that type of humility? Yep. And then, and then talk the kids through, yeah, this is what it takes and blah, blah, blah. Just an A-grade citizen, just a ripping young man. I don't subscribe to the theory, Hutto, oh, if he plays a flag, he'll go. It's nearly done in August, September. Yeah, no, you're right. Behind the scenes. It really is. Yeah. Because if they're having the chats in August with his management, I'm not quite sure where I'm going. Yeah. It's actually... The, and I'm not saying this to downplay the fact that if he wins a flag, he'll go. He's probably gone... And he's not going to play any differently, if you know what I mean? So I think um, we all get duped into, oh, if he, if he plays a flag here, he'll definitely go. He's gone well before that grand final day, mentally. If, he's he, managed... if he's that way in club. Yeah, I'm not sure he wants to go. No, exactly. No, I, that's it, what I, might... I'm, I, yeah. I don't expect him to go. I think he'll stay. Okay. It comes to... A, I, I'm, my read on the boy, and I don't know yeah. what his financial situation is, but if so, if the Giants offer him 900 and somebody offers him 1.4, I'm not so sure that that will get it done. I think him and Kelly are the next captains in waiting. You know what I mean? Those two lads. Okay, changes here at the MCG. Kyle Langford has replaced Dyson Heppel in the Essendon Ooh. team. No late changes yeah. for the Swans. Zach Merritt will be the stand-in skipper for the Bombers. Um, can I... Well, Fantasia's name was linked uh, with... Did you just say Zach Merritt's captain? For today, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's a big feather in the cap. Yeah, well done. Yeah, well done, young man. Uh, Harley Bennell, can I ask you, any club take a... Nope. No? no. Ross said... He hopes someone takes him. They need to find a calf guru. So I don't, I don't yeah. think I don't think anyone would take him straight away, Hutto. But I I would imagine clubs will keep an eye on him for the next twelve yeah. months if he can so go back to a lower to level the, and put. Yeah, yeah. I I think if he can put yeah. if he can put eighteen to twenty games next year and and find yeah. some form, so, I think I, that's when I think clubs might. So look at Bob, him. just you know, he's an unbelievable talent. Yeah. What is to stop you uh, warehousing that talent? By picking him with one of your rookie choices and well, that, paying that... him and, 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 and just warehousing him to get over this, if possible. Mm. And if he doesn't, you've warehoused him, he's cost you a bit of a wage and only a rookie choice. It, look, it could be if, if a club's brave enough to do him, absolutely. That's that's definitely an option at their disposal. I just, I'm, I'm not sure clubs would be that. But I think they rate those rookie picks pretty highly now. We've seen okay. how many, how much they can sort of get out of them. They might want a bit more of a sure bet. All right. John Longmire, when he said during the week that he was contracted to the <laughs> North Melbourne, uh, Sydney Football Club, did, do we read anything into that? Uh, <laughs> you read into it. The subconscious is thought about it. <laughs> and his subconscious then come out of his mouth. Well, he's you here cannot, today. You can, read, you can read lots of things into it, though, can't you? You can kind, yeah, of, you can kind of malleable to sort of fit your, fit your own opinion. He might be just driving up his... Um, might be driving up the price. He might be just a too good a bloke to do it with a straight pace. <laughs> he's here today. How much do you reckon in post-match interviews... Uh, he'll be asked about the game as opposed to asked about his, <laughs> yeah. his locality next year. 
Okay, we will take a break. There's lots of big games still to discuss. Other questions that are floating around as well. Uh, hey, which we'll before there. you go, Pickers is just walked yeah, in. We're he's talking about John there. Longmire. Oh, he's more his front off. I think he's got his <laughs> grubby, dirty I, little fingers all over this. I heard Pickers said just mistakenly say North yeah, in there. Pickers did the same thing with Sydney. <laughs> he's, he's gone. Bloody. He's gone. He the, I reckon he had the little jigger on him, Spud. I reckon yeah, Pickers yeah, had the little jigger on him. A little jigger. Now. Zip, zip, Mention zip. it now. <laughs> <laughs> we will take a break. We've got plenty more to come. From the MCG, this is Crunch Time. Introducing Honda's 50-year limited edition range. Search Honda 50 and for Sublife at Subway, try the new ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Uh, back to talk about all the big games that are still to come this weekend. Breakfast. Giving you both the task of nominating the player of the next decade. I'm going for the boy English at the Western Bulldogs. Tim English. Tim English. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think he's Brody Grundy, two years away. I love this kid's skill. He's not yeah. strong enough in the ruck contest, but his hands are great. He's a good thinker. He uses the ball well. I, I reckon he's going to be a star. For Melbourne Airport Valet, book four days online from $140. Save on the greatest luxury safari adventures. AbercrombieKent.com.au. Back Monday from 6. 7-Eleven's bakery range is in store right now. Every scrumptious roll, scroll, pizza and croissant has been delivered fresh this morning. And they're just $2 each when you buy a 7-Eleven coffee. That's fresh. Good call. Fern Tree Gully Toyota. We create gifts for life. From start to finish, Fern Tree Gully Toyota is committed to providing you with a memorable experience owning your next car. Whether you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, excellent finance package, or just looking at getting your car serviced. Whatever vehicle stage you're at, our friendly staff are committed to assisting you with all your needs. Come and see us today. Fern Tree Gully Toyota. 1101 Burwood Highway, Fern Tree Gully. Visit ferntreegullytoyota.com.au. LMCT37179. Get inspired for new adventures with the early release range of 2020 models from Giant Bicycles. You'll find bold new colours, plus the latest gear on board, making the 2020 range our most exciting yet. You'll also find a great range of accessories to help you get the most out of your next ride. All Giant Bicycles feature the latest technology, are professionally assembled and come with a lifetime warranty. Visit your local Giant retailer today or learn more at giant-bicycles.com.au. A grandpa carrying a folded newspaper. A ute with paint cans in the tray. A little kid not looking where she's walking. You could miss a lot if you glance at your phone while driving. When you're on your phone, you're driving blind. TAC towards zero. When you find your why, you'll find your how. What? No, your why. Nah, here's what's what. Sportsbet Same Game Multi. It's the easiest way to combine your favourite AFL markets in the one bet. Conditions apply, gamble responsibly. At Melbourne Airport, you can get one-hour terminal parking for just $12. It makes it easy to greet your loved ones when they come home or give them a proper send-off. You can also park for up to three hours for just $24 and one day for $51. That's cheaper than a taxi to and from the city. For warmer welcomes, proper goodbyes and everything in between, Melbourne Airport Parking is here to get you there. Visit melbourneairport.com.au Roll it. Lift it. Shift it. Dig it. Dump it. Dump it. Flush it. Cut it. Bore it. Light it. Clean it. Weld it. Grind it. Reach it. 
with Australia's largest range of quality equipment, Coats Hire has it. Whatever it is you need to get the job done, just call or visit Coats Hire on 13 15 52 and let's make it happen. Australia's greatest sporting moments come to life at the National Sports Museum at the MCD. See memorabilia from Australia's greatest sporting heroes and let the kids put their skills to the test in the interactive Game On Zone. Full details at nsm.org.au. Enjoy big savings this month at PaintSpot's Big Brand Sale. Get great deals on all your accessory needs for the perfect job. Brushes, rollers, tape fillers and abrasives from big brands like Oldfields, Norton, Sequence, 3M, Monarch and Unipro. You'll find them all at Melbourne's largest paint specialist, PaintSpot. For your nearest store, go to paintspot.com.au. Conditions apply. On 1116 SEN, the award-winning crunch time. Celebrate 50 years of Honda with our limited edition range, loaded with style and sophistication. Search Honda 50, new ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Garlic bread, triple cheese, melt and fill. Afternoon. There is a late change at the MCG. Essendon will be without their captain, Dyson Heppel, Kyle Langford, who was a curious omission, it has to be said, on Thursday night after 21 disposals and a goal last week, is in fact in the team and Heppel Not is so sure. out. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, mm. He's got some... Yards to go. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a superstar, but he played. He had nine disposals and a goal in the last quarter. Uh, He got some real flaws though, and I do like the way he can win the ball. As I said, there's never been a perfect player. He's got some real good stuff to offer, but he's got some flaws at league level. That's the voice of Dermot Burton, Danny Frawley and Bob Murphy with you to uh, go through the games and some of the issues around the games for, on here on Crunch Time for Honda, introducing Honda's 50-year limited edition range. Search Honda 50 and for sub life at Subway, try the ultimate cheesy garlic bread sub from Subway. Carlton play Melbourne um, mm. and Spud, you wanted to talk about the D's. Can, can, if they lose to Carlton, uh, without Kurnow and Cripps. Well, the blowtorch has to come. So who should the blowtorch come on? Well, I think Goody, unfortunately. that's the, and, that, and in what way? Well, just let me preface it by saying, before I got here this morning, I, I, I stopped and had a look at them trying. And I just... Did you? So did I. Well, they're just here. Yeah. You know, and it was a beautiful morning. And I'm just thinking, do these guys know the ramifications of this? If... If... They get beat. They probably in their wildest dreams don't think they're going to get beat, but they're a realistic chance. And, and I know they had a tinkering mid-season. The assistant coaches go here. To me, probably glossed over a few cracks for mine. Um, and, and winning can wallpaper over cracks. I, I I think their whole style of play needs to be looked at because last year, this is one team that the six six and six has really hurt. You look at the centre bounce pre-game tomorrow versus Melbourne. There's two extras off the back of the square. The run, carry, Jordan Lewis, all these guys, Hibbard, they were getting uncontested possessions, and, and it just started a, a steamroll. I I just can't believe that um, they've been allowed to... And, and I don't want the blowtorch to go into Simon Goodman, by the way. Um, but uh, they, are they just irrelevant, well, are they? they they've are won the four moment. games. Yeah, they are for the moment, because they, they were... Well, what happens if they get beat against Carlton? Well, it'll, it'll, it will sear a little hotter. I'd tip Carlton to win. 
until I heard that Cripps was out. I think that's enough to sway it. I mean, you're talking about, you think of Carlton, oh, they've gone well for the last two or three weeks, but they've been desperately poor for so long. Yeah, Melbourne are in a different league. They played 14 and they've won one mm. more match than them. That one yep. win separates these two teams. If I'm looking at them, I say, right, and I, like most people thought, of every team that is recruited for their deficiency, Melbourne did the best last preseason by getting mm. key backmen when they needed yep. a key backman. Uh, if I'm looking at it, say, what's gone wrong? Viney's such a good, young, wonderful, young footballing citizen, very good player, hard at it. Their midfield is... They chase kicks. There's no spread for them. There's no easy ball on the outside. It's either winning in here. Well, they chase handballs, don't they, Dan, more than chase kicks? Well, well that, no, kicks like, for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Disposals for but themselves. Disposals. Call it, uh, we call it kick chasing, yeah. yeah. Disposals. They just no want balance. the footy at the expense of their team. They must know that, though, now. There's Surely no balance in... Now. Yeah, but it's gone too far. It's pretty hard to reverse yeah. a trend. So they're going to take a lot of reprogramming in the off-season. You know what um, sides do against... Do, do you think that reprogram... Do you think that reprogramming is already starting now, Doom? I mean, we've probably seen the has. Re- yeah, it probably has, isn't it? I, I think. Yeah, if but I mean, without Melchim, we're talking Bob, a lot of yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Melchim's hypotheticals. The if they get beaten today, if they get beaten today, that the heat will come externally. I'm just, I'm just wondering if, if internally, it's just a, it's a different world to to what we're sort of talking about. I, I think they're very fortunate in that there's been so much happening this year in certain sagas and the likes that. Melbourne have sort of sneaked through without too much heat. They copped a bit early in the year, I think. Yes, Go- early. Sort of... But then bigger things came. Yeah. Like they're 3 in 11. I know. Three oh, and 11. It's, it's one of the great modern season disasters. Well, I don't think there's any doubt about that. They're, it's like a weather system building for next year, though, isn't it? For well, boats. So I think before, they would think yeah, they're building. They they would think they'll reset and build for next year. But also the noise the outside, be, the, yeah. the pressure and the noise around our world is it's it's building like a weather system as well. Speaking of building, Bob, are the Tigers building? Have you got them still very much firmly in the mix, or do you think it's going to be too hard to pull all the pieces together? I, I don't. I don't. I don't have them in the mix to be right there at the end. I just think they've had too too many sort of stumbling blocks this year. That's not to say they won't, but I, 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 the, the thing about the Tigers, I think they believe they believe they can, and they believe they are. So they're getting a few back. If they can get on a bit of a roll, who knows? But I just think you know, sides who are there right at the very end, they have that. You know, they just have that. They have that momentum, and the Tigers haven't really been able to do that this year with the injuries they've had. Well, you'll see them uh, firsthand this afternoon up there against the Suns. That the Bombers will watch here at the MCG. Kale Hooker. From selection, you would suggest he's going to play back. But <laughs> do you th- would, you, would you play him forward from now on? No. I think he's a, a, a desperately good swing man. It's the only on. thing I'd say for that, though, Anthony, is if I'm looking at it as a forward scout, I'm looking at it and say, Kale Hook is a good, very good backman. When he plays as a forward, his forward craft isn't great. What he does do as a forward, he's a competitor. Yeah, no doubt. So when the game opens up and there's fatigue in it and you throw him forward, he's a competitor who runs to the ball, runs to the fall of the ball, competes in the air and will keep scrapping on after it. He's no 9 out of 10 forward. He's just a wonderful, wonderful competitor who can get the job done occasionally, sometimes when he's pushed forward in moments like against the, the, the Giants. If you play him as a forward, 
you can set up against him and you'll exploit him for most of the game outward bound with the footy unless he marks the ball on you. Showdown today. Is there? A, I'll ask this to anyone who wants to answer. Is there a more unreliable lead, <laughs> bunch of leaders over the last few years than Port Adelaide? <laughs> Leaders. You just, you just well, can't get a read on them. You, or players, however you, yeah. you want to put it. I mean, Ken Hinckley talked up his leaders for a long, a lot of years, but ultimately they've been very unreliable. Yeah, there's there's a bit of Jekyll and Hyde, isn't there? There's a there's a few sides in that in that bracket, but Port Port are, Port are probably the most the most obvious ones, as you know, as we've seen in their last fortnight. So how do, how do you how do you how do you go into a sort of analysing well, this week's in, game? He's brought in old heads, hasn't he? He's brought in uh, Westoff, Rockcliffe. Rockcliffe. So he's brought in players who will know the situation and will be able to... Maybe if they... I mean, Westhoff can still travel around all right, but at least they can delegate certain areas of the ground and cover situations. So he's gone for an experienced outfit now. Ebert's, uh, you know, you talk another leader. He's been a wonderful soldier for them. He's been re-designated this year as a a semi-marking mid-size pressure forward. So you've got all these aspects to them. Some days it clicks... But their real talent is youngsters. And what you get with youngsters with talent is inconsistency. So that's yep. why sometimes it some days it doesn't click. So you need old heads around. Well them. I think the older heads in a clash like this don't. You need competitors. The, the, you know, it's a big bragging rights over there. So mm. who wins? Uh, Adelaide haven't exactly been super no. reliable either. It's a toss of the coin every time they play, mate. Well, I reckon since round four, round five, Adelaide have been semi reliable. Um no team's gone through since round five and been undefeated. No, that's no. true. But they... They haven't electrified, though, have they? No, no. They're not the... T- because they don't score like they used to. Teams have worked out how to best play their forward line. And as much as he was probably number three or four in line, uh, McGovern leaving has taken away an aspect from them which teams can now cover their forward line. And young better. Charlie. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sorry, I left him out as well, accidentally. Yeah. Uh, And what about the Derby? Freo a chance? Uh, Not without Hogan and Stephen Hill, for mine. They're just two big rats. I have a sneaking feeling we're going to get back-to-back premiers this year. Yeah, I'm with you, Derm. I think they're in my top two at the moment. They're sneaking up on everyone. What about the match of the round? The last game of the round, I reckon that's the one that I'm... I was looking forward to it. Giants and, and Brisbane. Yeah. I reckon it's an absolute cracker. It will be a cracker. You know, at the start of the year, you think, oh, hey, gee, this is... But you've got two teams you Lions, actually really want to watch. Lions are playing the most attractive football in the competition for mine. If they win, they've got to start talking finals now, folks. I know they're trying to keep it, you know, one week at a time. But keep the old lid on it. Yeah. I reckon <laughs> the lid the will be lid off. Rip it it's off. right off. That's what you folks <laughs> did, Bob, wasn't it? <laughs> That's if we did, yeah. There was no <laughs> lead. We were shaking things up and <laughs> fizzing everywhere. But the dogs beat the cats, Bob? I think, you know, I think the dogs are a, um, are a sneaky chance, more than a sneaky chance. I think I think at Marvel, the, the dogs pushed the cats down at down at GMHBA yep, early in the year did. and just yeah. sort of, they had a couple of patches um, they, and they play well at Marvel, the dogs. So I think the, I, I heard the odds before, I'm not, I'm not a punter, but I thought they were a bit skewed far, you know, too far yeah, towards the The architect out of the back line, Caleb Daniels, has been wonderful for that the dogs hurts. this year. Yeah, he gives them, hurts. he puts them into space, his vision with the ball is to kick short or over opposition players, drop it into the path yeah. of teammates, has been extraordinarily good this year. Not 
uncertain is out. Just playing or not though for the Cats. So that's uh, who's that? G- Dangerfield. Gary Rowan is an emergency, so I suspect yeah. he'll come back into the team. He fits, but Doom, it's been yes. great to have well you back together Durham. and you haven't even punched well each other. See you, Go on, you boys. Uh, thank you, Bob. Don't forget to go get an AFL record this Love weekend. It. Still just $5. Thanks to Katz, the official 2019 partner of the AFL record. It's been fun filling in for Jared Waitley right here on Crunch Time. Dyson Heppel out of the Essendon team with a foot issue. Reason for his absence today at the gym. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.